Welcome, welcome, welcome to Conscious Reconstruction, where it is hotter than Satan's asshole. No, it isn't. We already decided to call this the Hustle and Flow Studio. We agreed upon that. We didn't agree. You just named it that and then went with it. I support that. Man, man. Yeah, I mean, look at you. Look, Liv, you can hear the beats that are going to be coming out of this place. It's going to be straight. We're going to get Three Six Mafia Oscar. The fact that Three Six Mafia has an Oscar still amazes me to this day. They got the first Oscar. Yeah, Idlewild didn't get it. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's his name. It was, yeah, Idlewild didn't get it. (laughs) No, celebrate them. uh, Get their Oscar. I mean, I was happy that they did, but it's just like when it all comes full circle, it's just like this is the first one y'all give out. Y'all didn't give like I I don't want an Oscar. That was really well sonically composed and so on and so forth. Brad. Yeah, nah. Six Mafia. I swear to God, like they just be doing that shit on purpose because they reward yeah. shitty. They reward shitty behavior, but they don't reward. I'm not gonna say. I'm not even gonna say it was like a terribly shitty. That like, Hustle and Flow album was not fucking Oscar worthy. <laughs> Let's get that out the fucking uh, way. I mean, they could have given it to American Gangsters. They could have given it to anything but Hustle and Flow. <laughs> no, I was just like, we are going to give it to the black people's lowest moment. Exactly. Ugh. What like what message do you think that you two can make it? You fucking washed up pimp. <laughs> what? <laughs> you two was have a chance. Sto- was that the story of Hustle and Flow? He was a washed up pimp that started making beats. Exactly. This nigga just had it I in heart have, you wanna know something to funny? talk about how hard it was to be a pimp. Which, okay, you only talking about what you know. I can't knock you that story. I've never actually consumed the entirety of Brussels. So, Hustle yes, he was a pimp that had two hoes. One hoe ended up pregnant. Sitting in the house. Yeah. And he got rid of the other hoe while she was at her job. Yeah. <laughs> While she was out here. And, and she, then she was came at her back. job. Was, no, yeah. no, yeah. I remember when he kicked her out the house. You see how trifling that whole story is from beginning but to end. Way he made music in the back of a house with this white boy that was producing, and he was the rapper, and they was just going for it. It was hard out here for him. Yeah. So he was just kind of a janky Z. And that's what they decide to give an Oscar to. That's what I say. Rewarding shitty behavior. You too can make it. You fucking pimp. <laughs> you too can get this bread. And hopefully one day they might play your shit on the fucking radio. And that's the man who they wanted to be a war machine. <laughs> it's real interesting. I don't understand. I don't get that. I would never understand that when all of history and anywhere in during time. Like I said, I just think they just really be trying. They lower covert want to say like, yeah, they just need their chance. Well, it got to be other bodies of work that could just put us in a better light. Like, like what's that Kevin Hart movie now that's out? Like, I bet you that's not going to be. Yeah, I haven't seen that movie, but also. Actually, it's um, what I've heard is really good. It's about. Mm-hmm. um. The mother of the children passing away. Yeah. And him having to, like, be a dad on his own. Mm-hmm. And, like, how that is. Like, Does the, he remain a dad on his own through the entirety of the movie, or does he randomly pick up some chick that weaker? I haven't watched it all. Yeah, me neither. My I, mother said she cried, though. I just saw the trailer, and he ran into, like, a mommy and me class and was like, it's a parents on the door. I'm a parent. 
She pissing and shitting everywhere. <laughs> She's like, sometimes you think it's done, and then it's like a little machine gun. And like, he was just going off on them because that's like, no, this is for uh, mothers. And he's like, no, <laughs> y'all will help me because I don't know what I'm doing. So it seemed like it was going to be pretty good and not necessarily black trauma, which I appreciate. From That's the one thing I can say. At least Kevin Hart doesn't give us that. Yeah. Like, all his movies at least seem to be like black cops or... Just anything, really. Black people doing normal things. Yeah, yeah like, why everything we do just got to be traumatic? Like I said, like, why we got to highlight the pimp story? That's not everybody's story. That's a small minority. A yeah, like, that's a small minority story. That sh- and there's Speaking of Kevin Hart, how do y'all feel about him going off on everybody um, who was saying that he's not funny? He went off? Yeah. Wait, wait. That could have been his hobby. <laughs> I didn't hear it. Oh, yeah. He, uh, it was, he tweeted. He had a whole bunch of tweets. Um, let me look it up. He said something like, fuck cancel culture at some point. Yeah, he was talking about cancel culture um, and basically saying, like, he's like, like J. Cole said, if y'all are laughing at a millionaire, y'all are dumb. Mm-hmm. Um, wow, I just forgot his name for a second, Kevin Hart. But, uh, you know, he was really upset. He also did a Red Table Talk with um, Will Smith. Oh. Mm-hmm. To promote the fatherhood thing, yeah, you know he had to promote his movie every chance he gets. I've never been, I've never really enjoyed Kevin Hart to begin with. So I definitely enjoy Kevin Hart's earlier stuff. It's just afterwards, like you can laugh, but it's not like That's iconic. True. It's just something that I don't know. You just kind of feel like he just did. Not get it. Being a comedian, this is how you express yourself through your comedic art form. But also... You out here doing three movies a year in this. Yeah, like it's just... It don't feel like it's coming from the same place as it did in the beginning. And I never said he was not funny. I'm just, I'm just notably noticing like it's changed and it I'm not really like interested. It doesn't seem like you're working on your craft as much as you used to. These, these might have been the b- jokes that probably almost made it previously. Yeah, because he damn sure, like, he's a funny guy. I could never doubt that. But the material just, it's more goofy than it is funny. Like, Tiffany Haddish is goofy. To me, she's not, like, a funny person. Like, I don't know if I would go pay to see her. Like, Tony Baker, too. Tony Baker be pretty goofy. I just haven't seen anything that he did that was just like, yo. I don't think he can... P- I don't think one can actually, like, if you look at him, it's like, can you compose a, a, like, I mean, the the quintessential thing everyone points at when it comes to, like, comedy is like, oh, Eddie Murphy, can you do, like, can you sit there like Eddie Murphy did and, like, compose a show from beginning to end? You paint this picture for me. That's what make all the greats kind of stand out is painting this story. And these small little contrivances in your life that seem small but make the biggest idea and then can you make us laugh at it? So what he said about um, people thinking that he's not funny is <clears throat> um, the hate fuels me to do more. Um, he didn't give a shit about cancel culture. He said the he's not funny slander is the best. This is for you. Hard tweet. I have three stand-up comedy specials that fall in the top 10 highest grossing comedy specials of all time. Two of my specials are in the top three of all time. I've been the highest grossing comedian in entertainment for years now. I have also seen the highest grossing comedian um, in box office with over $4 billion in earnings. I've also turned my comedic talent into a place of business and branding 
and radio and other event, uh, revenue streams. The hate slider fuels me to do more. You guys are what makes this business fun because it's not just about getting to the top. It's about doing your best to stay at the top after you got there. I rarely talk shit, but I felt the need to today. Stop believing these headlines and read the actual article. You guys fall for the banana and the <clears throat> tailpipe trick every damn time. It sounds like he's kind of upset. He added, J. Cole said it best. If you're laughing at a millionaire, the joke's on you. Now back to your regularly scheduled program. Live, love, and laugh. So I would say <laughs> I that a little upset. <laughs> while all those things are true, you didn't answer anything about being funny. That's also the overall critique. You yeah. put numbers is just like people. You said you're popular. That's it. Like you said, you made a lot of money. You know what else made a lot of money? One of the highest grossing fucking comedians is Jeff Foxworthy. I don't see none of y'all being like, yeah, throwing that Jeff Foxworthy every time he come down here. He just that's had a particular a brand in comedy. Like. Yeah, that gears toward them. It's cool that you're making that comedy towards them, but we can, I think people can tell a little bit of insincerity. Like, you worried about the numbers game down, which is cool. You earned your right to go there. Like, I'm not going to subtract from your success. I but mean, also... My entire <laughs> thing is there's some point... Just like with rappers, there's some point where you probably should just leave this space. You don't need to be here anymore. It's just like, you don't need to do stand-up comedy. Honestly, you're probably... If these people want to do stand-up comedy specials and they're trying to do it with somebody, you doing this one could possibly lead to... Three other small comedians could possibly get stand-up comedy specials off of the money that they're probably paying you. So... Like, there's general, I know there's only so much, like, there's spaces where you can legitimately argue there's so only so much money. There's mm-hmm. only so many people who are trying to do stand-up comedy specials. Mm-hmm. So all, that pie is literally only so big. And there are certain people who eat up a lot of the pie. And there are certain people who want, who you'll want more than others. Like, if you have the option to get Dave Chappelle, regardless of wh- whatever he gives you, it's probably going to be well-rated. Well, I guess on the counter argument for him, he's saying that regardless of how you feel about it, <clears throat> clearly a lot of people like it and want to come see it. So it must be working. I'm not saying it's not working. Oh, no, I'm not saying that that's what you're saying, but I'm he saying that actually, that's what he's saying it was like in he, response to like saying maybe you should move on because your I'm legacy not, is kind of I'm being not. less. It's more tarnished this way. Like it, you have some great specials, but you're not necessarily... It's not really iconic anymore. It, yeah. You know what I mean? It's not like this iconic, like, I can tell you all my favorite specials from all my comedians, my favorite comedians right now, and I can tell you why they have a special place in my heart. Kevin Hart could be one of those things, but I can honestly say, like, Dave Chappelle, I can, I can see the level of growth in his storytelling. It's damn sure not the same as it was when it first started, but... It's just a level of iconicness that just the way he landed a joke is such a beautiful. Oh yeah, the way he takes something on a whole. OJ Simpson. <laughs> yeah, the Jesse Smollett. Like everybody in here know. Like I'm not saying Kevin ain't got no. Like the T-Mobile joke is one of the funniest shits of all time to me for Kevin Hart. But I haven't seen a level of growth like. That's yeah, cool. he hasn't you're elevated small. since those first three. Yeah, like okay, you get the thing that you small. You get the thing that you a family man. Like. He does save comedy that's... All right. He's like <laughs> the left-wing Joe Rogan. Yeah. Is he really? Joe Rogan kind of panders to the, the right wing. Uh, mm-hmm. I was just more so like... Well, uh, if you think about in terms of like popularity... Yeah. Joe Rogan is immensely popular. Yes. 
and he speaks to a certain demographic and ignores everything else that anybody might want him to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He just serves his large base and that's where he makes his money. Yep. Kevin Hart, for the most part, abides by PC culture and doesn't say anything that could be really perceived as like right leaning. Yes. So he's a more PC culture he's just version. Pandering to the other side of the yeah. See, and you can tell that though. Like he keep trying to pretend like people just can't instill your your insincerity in that shit. I'm pretty sure you have more to say than just joking on your height or like I said, that shit is hella goofy. And I will fucking crack a laugh. That shit get you a laugh. Don't get me wrong, but it's nothing that's like a deep rooted iconicness. Like you're, that's why all my favorites. It's like uh God, dude who made Paper Tiger. Mm. I can't remember his name right now. Bill Michael Sarah. Nah, that's somebody else. It's Bill Burr. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Bill Burr, like the funny Paper thing about Tiger Bill Burr is hard as fuck. Bill the funny thing about Bill Burr, as I can pretty much comfortably say, Bill Burr is actually fairly left leaning if you actually listen to the things that he generally says. Yeah, I got to listen to his podcast. He was like, Oh, I was like, Oh, okay, but <laughs> But Bill Burr also just says all the things that he thinks. And it's just like there's a certain level of sincerity and genuineness. So outside of what he's doing, uh, interviews for movies that he was in, like, I don't think he thinks the dude who he did, uh, what's his name? Ariana Grande's ex, ex ex-boyfriend is actually funny, Mm -hmm. but, uh, there's stuff like, but like when he actually just does a comedy special, it's just like some of these things is just like, I know you thought that because everyone's thought things that they probably shouldn't say. You just, that's the the point of comedy. Like, that is the whole fucking point is we're all kind of in this together. So we might as well fucking laugh at it. And I can't really identify with being a short black man all the fucking time or being a dad. Like <laughs> as goofy as that shit is being a parent, like I don't want to, I don't give a fuck. He hasn't even, I don't know. He hasn't elevated to the point where I feel like you've improved on that craft. Yeah. Like you want to see some <clears throat> level of different, like you want to see somebody take there's a only risk. So, there's only so much polish that you can actually do with that. Cause it's just like, I just polish being a goofy dag to the actual well, apex. I, I, that's why I feel like they're, unless there's a next level that somebody has just hasn't found. That's what I feel like. I feel like either you need to go back and find something more or you need to divert from do, there. You need to take you a fucking risk, man. Like, just say, <laughs> well, he did take a risk. That Netflix series was a risk. Which or one? Netflix, the one where he was trying to do a, a bit more serious stand up, Un, undisturbed, under, um, I think maybe. I don't know. It mm. was just him. You see how don't nobody give a fuck? <laughs> yeah, I mean, the. <laughs> Like when he quoted numbers, I have three of the top top ten grossing comedy specials, but all three of those happened inside the beginning of your career, if I remember correctly, when they mm-hmm. were, when he was still pretty new. I don't know, but his I know he did a stadium tour, which is crazy. So that might be in there. Oh, because oh. it's right. I think it's right either ahead of or behind uh, Eddie Murphy's. Everyone's behind Eddie Murphy's. You see, that's what I'm saying. Like, if Eddie Murphy came out with a fucking stand up right now, I'm going to go see it. Uh, what do you, man? I'm old Eddie Murphy who got is like, what you about to do? I'm about to make fun of myself being caught in the limo with our What do you think I'm about to do? 
Bro, I was just about to say, I was just about to say, I listened to Richard Pryor's early work. One day I was coming home from working out and I was listening to him talking about how he sucked like tranny dick. Like that was the most hilarious shit. And then he, but then you can, cause one of my favorite specials is live on the sunset strip and you can see his trajectory before. Like he would just be on stage, just saying funny shit, random kind of spit fire. And then he learned how to tell a fucking brilliant story from beginning to end. Like this nigga in the fucking woods trying to take a piss and (laughs) talking about how women pee versus how men pee. Like, come on now. The, the level of him in 19-whatever, because I think he started out pretty clean just so he could have a shot on, like, those early 1960 oh, shows. And then he just said, fuck it, I'm not doing this. This is not who I really am. <laughs> yeah, like, Bill Cosby, I don't know any other late-night shows that came out. Well, realistically, um, he was clean like Bill Cosby. Mm-hmm. And then him and Bill Cosby had a conversation about <clears throat> him and how Bill liked what he was doing, but that he should be himself. Mm-hmm. And then that's when he, Richard Pryor was like that, and, and then it took the fuck off. Yeah, then he went crazy with that shit, and in like a great way. But yeah, definitely. I mean, that's what happens with every single wild comedian in some degree, because I do believe something similar to that happened with Bill Burr. It's just like I had one bad experience, and then fuck the establishment. Yeah. Or not, not Bill Burr. Uh, God, why can't I remember? Oh, do George Carlin? There we go. Mm-hmm. It was George Carlin had one like meh experience with something. It was just like you know what, fuck all this. And this is where we how we end up where we are. And it's also it's but like I guess that's the issue. Kevin Hart can't get to that point, and I guess that's why he's like really mad at cancel culture because he was like. If somebody has done something truly damaging, then absolutely a consequence should be attached. But when you do, you just talk about nonsense. When you're talking about someone said, they then to be taken down. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> what are you talking about? When did we get to the point where life was supposed to be perfect, where people were supposed to operate perfectly all the time? I don't understand. I don't expect perfection from my kids. I don't expect it from my wife, of course, because you know. You be out here. <clears throat> Never mind. You, um, friends, employees. Because last I checked, the only way to grow up is from fucking up. I don't know a kid who hasn't fucked up and done some dumb shit. I've been counseled, what, three or four times? Never bothered. If you allow it to have an effect on you, it will. Personally, that's not how I operate. I understand people are human. Everyone can change. It's like jail. People get locked up so they can um, get taught a lesson. When they get out, they're supposed to be better. But if they come out and people go, I'm not giving you a job because you were in jail, then what the fuck did I go to jail for? That was my punishment. How do you give not give those people a shot? I don't understand how that's the same as cancel culture, but... I'm going to continue reading. Oh, it sounds They're like... They're saying that all life should be over because of a mistake. Your life should end, and there should be no opportunity to change. What are you talking about? And who are you talking... <coughs> well, who are you to make that decision? Yeah, so... That was his, uh... Spiel? Yeah. Oh, uh, my entire thing about that well, is... He said more about the Oscars, but I'm not about to keep reading all this. He, he just was on a, he on a little tirade. He just went on a tirade because he was upset. But he said, keep in mind, I'm not homophobic. Be happy. Do what you want to do. But me, as a heterosexual male, if I can prevent my son from being gay, I will. <laughs> but, 
there's that no was, preventative, uh, there's no preventative maintenance. Well, that's what he said in his uh, comedy special that got him canceled, and so he said the whole Oscars thing. Um, you don't gain it. Well, the he's funny- like what I thought the problem was versus what the problem really was. I got ten years where I did make where I made sure not to joke or play in that way. That I did back then because it was a problem. Yeah, I don't care if you're gay or not. I'm a people person. I'm not going to love you. Um, I'm going to love you regardless. It wasn't until close friends like Wanda Sykes, Lee Den- Daniels, and Ellen talked to me and explained to, um, what they didn't hear me say that I understood. That I was like, oh shit, I did fuck up. So, but he still thinks council culture is bullshit. Uh uh-uh. I mean, he didn't really get canceled. He so. seems sensitive. He is very sensitive. Oh, you niggas sensitive. Anyway, okay. he had his moment. <laughs> oh, I mean, just for the most part, I mean, his moment isn't really over. That's the funny thing, and that's the kind of the thing that I hate that everyone saying like, "Oh, they were canceled," so it means they're not work. They're not working. You're doing anything. Most of these people are still doing stuff. Like, I don't know a single person where there's a quote-unquote cancel actually stuck. Like, Kevin Spacey literally admitted to raping people, and he still works in show business. He admitted? He said, yeah, I did it? Yes. Oh, shit. Didn't know it went that far. I thought it was just speculation. No, no speculation. Kevin Spacey openly admitted, I I am a creep. Men and women. (laughs) I am a fucking creep. He got caught off of a dude. (laughs) Kevin Spacey, horny ass. That's funny. (laughs) So, it's just like, nah, this stuff, like, this is literally you just being wrecked over, wrecked over the coals for a bit. And somebody else is going to fuck up and then we're going to forget about you. He don't want y'all to do that. What? Forget about him? He don't want y'all to wreck him over the coals. He said, cut that out. It hurts. I mean, he's already been raked over Stop the coals. It. No one's bringing up what Kevin Hart did anymore. He didn't host the Oscars, which is no, by the way. people are saying he's not funny. He don't want I don't even to do that. know. That has this. nothing to do about you, what you said. It's just has more to do, more to do about you not terrible. Well, he's saying that that slander started with the whole counterculture and everything like that. I mean, I don't necessarily think that's true. Yeah, he I don't think he's saying that, that, that for, the, for, for a very I long just time. think he's trying to associate something. He's like, for some reason, he's associating this negativity that he's getting to the other negativity that he got. It's just like this is all this is all this is all together. This is when I first saw it. No, this is when people were actually screaming at the rafters because you were at your lowest point, and that's the that's when it had the most punch. Like somebody kicking you, like somebody kicking you when you're up and kicking you when you're down are two totally different things. It's just like, well, damn, that hurt a whole lot more. When I'm inside this inopportune, and I was about to host the Oscars, which is, by the way, you're probably better off not hosting the Oscars. It's not like it actually ever does anything for anybody. Well, it was just a <laughs> dream of his. And he could have did it. He chose not to host the Oscars. Well, he, for the most part, chose that he wasn't going to apologize again because he already did so. But then he apologized. Yeah, after he sat I down. think that's what this whole cancer culture thing. I think that it's really not about... But they dig up for you in the past because we didn't all said something that we don't remember being offensive or maybe it was offensive. We was trying to be offensive and we really didn't give a fuck about. But I think it's more so like kind of like a mind control thing where it's like you must acquiesce in, or getting people to be like, don't you fucking say anything that we don't fucking want you to say. I think it's more so about apologizing for that. I don't think it's about what people are actually. um, What people are actually doing. Okay. 
Well, speaking of cultures, canceling people. There's someone that we shouldn't be canceling, and her name is Melly Monaco. Oh, you really replaced your whole coffee. Oh, no, I'm going to that, but I'm talking about <laughs> Melly. I, I told you I was talking about Melly Monaco. I was serious. <laughs> so if you don't know who Melly Monaco is, you need to go and subscribe to her channel because you haven't gotten the gospel. She is going to give you all the words on, one, how to test women. Two, how to make a woman run back to you if she is trying to leave. And three, how to make a woman be extremely into you. Can we scroll up? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's just like... Uh, (laughs) I needed her name. I needed her name. You can't see her name. What's her name if you were right here? How would I know it? I told it to you already. Look, I don't remember people's names that I meet in real life. (laughs) You think I remember the name that you said like 30, 40 minutes ago? You'll understand what we're saying if you watch any of her videos. But yeah, she is letting you know about all of the ways that you need to be mysterious and make women invest in you and not be such a nice guy. Like... Uh, she was giving us the gospel and I know songs about this and we watched three different videos from her and I just want to get the room's opinion on her don't look at why are you looking at me because <laughs> you're the only the person who, opinion. I want Charles person. opinion too but don't uh, look at me then how you, how you feel about it Charles and all the things that she said oh, I'm fairly indifferent it's <laughs> very possible that it, it will work but my problem is, is I don't think it's going to let it's going to create a lasting condition that I want to operate in Tell him again. Repeat that. Repeat it. Go ahead. It's just Say like, that shit. This is probably fine if you are looking for like a t- for temporary stuff, yada yada. Well, not necessarily temporary, but if you're looking for something that you're not guaranteed that is actually gonna, it's gonna be rock solid. It's like, all right, cool. We in this relationship, and then very likely it is like, because whenever you send your hook out, it's not like you get back what you want all the time. I feel like, why did you get that? Where, why did you get that, that what she was telling us couldn't be long-lasting? Huh? Because you already starting off oh, with bullshit. It's based on a manipulation. So it's either you have to continue this manipulation forever. Or it wouldn't even have good to begin with. It's already faulty or as Or you got to figure out a way to like, it's like building your, it's like building your house on sand. You can do it the right way. But if you... It's, this could only be like one of one of your anchors. If it's your only anchor, you're gonna get swept away into the sea, and you're gonna be you might be salty about that. You might not really care. Yeah, I don't think that she was saying that those are the only things, and that's she wasn't saying how to build a relationship. Y'all are talking about. I understand that. Like she was giving techniques on how to get yeah, what you she want. She giving techniques to niggas that don't really care about the bitch. They just want to feel good. <laughs> I mean, which is, I mean, if everyone's engaging inside of that degree, it's just like, cause the same shit she be saying is what other bitches be saying about getting men. Like you be like, Oh, okay. Then after a while you're like, this is the dumbest shit in the world. I'm not taking advice from you. This is retarded. <laughs> I mean, depending upon what you want. What's up, guys? What? I prom- Go to how to make a man obsessed over you. Go to the same one. I promise you it's the same shit. I'm not joking. It's the same tactics. Don't oh, no, I'm not saying mysterious. that. It's-, it's like, okay, whatever. 
I'm not saying that they're not the same tactics. Make yourself scarce. Yeah, just, yeah, make sure you buy him saying, ask him to buy you a fucking pair of headphones. Like, bitch, I heard oh. this shit before. Where do we get this stuff? I mean, me getting you headphones is not going to make me stay with you. They're your headphones. I yeah. know. That's why and it's depending so upon, Depending upon the way it actually broke, uh, and you want me to stay around, those headphones are going to remind you of me for the rest of your life. <laughs> it's just like that is a talisman of me like I said she got 50% you right girl go ahead teach these men how to nab these motherfuckers go ahead I support all of this shit she not doing the other half though which is fantastic I feel like it's my job to bring a daily <laughs> dose or a weekly dose of fuck shit to the podcast <laughs> that's what I do every week y'all know I feel like that's my job if that's the role that you want to fulfill Right, go ahead and fulfill that role, Tony. Well, I'm good at because it. I, feel I, never like... said, I never said it was bad. We never said it was good. Why are you taking that from this? <laughs> I not once said that you said it was bad. You oh. just made a lot of inferences. All I said is, why shouldn't I do it? And I was going to go on to why I do do it, which is because I feel like, look at all of these people that are listening. She has what? I mean, she got the up, and she, her damn, up to down the ratio is wild. Yeah, she, it's great. A hundred and uh. No, she has 12K. To 150. Yeah, likes to 150 dislikes. Great ratio. She got... Probably got pretty good viewer engagement. Uh, over at... And this niggas ain't that. Yeah, girl, say that shit. Oh. Go ahead. So that means that this is a... I don't pretty, know. She's giving more effective, effective advice than Kevin Samuels is. I mean, it's pretty widespread on her advice. <laughs> so this is probably a pretty widespread opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just so I just like to have like counterbalance. This is what this show is about. Uh, no, I just find it hilarious because now, now that I've stumbled upon it, it's just like she just gives you the direct route. Kevin Samuels wants you to sign up for his self help program. <laughs> it's just like, nah, dog. If if somebody gonna scam you over something or somebody gonna get you, I'm gonna get you and I'm actually gonna give you the real work. This is how you get what you want. Now, don't expect no long lasting relationship from this. That's not what you're here for. Exactly. You just want this bitch to say you got her. Or man, hey, this is the same fucking information being spewed on both sides. You just want this motherfucker to make you feel good. Eh, whatever. <laughs> okay. You know, you still want mommy or daddy to take care of you. I understand, people. So go ahead. Get, go ahead and get that shit. It's gonna work. Yeah, it's effective, fun. ain't it? Ain't it, Tony? No. What else is effective? <laughs> Yeah, what else is effective? I don't know. I don't do this. I was just, I, was, I just found it on the internet. What's <laughs> what else is ineffective? Yeah, what's ineffective there? What don't work? Um, staying alive in prison if you are a billionaire. Oh, I was. I tried to give you an. I try. I gave you a better transition. No, I like this one. This one don't work. That's what don't work. <laughs> staying alive because this nigga dead. <laughs> and if you don't know who we're talking about, we're talking about John McAfee. All right. And it is conspiracy theory time. I got my conspiracy theory cards on me. Yeah. <laughs> Ash did not was going to put the conspiracy theory war paint on. You could have actually put some cards from conspiracy on you. There's an actual set called that. I'm not paying for that when we're not on camera. <laughs> <laughs> That's on camera. Uh, hey, look what I got. But anyway, so John Epstein was found in his prison cell hung um in new york no spain. in spain well, Barcelona. that wasn't epstein 
Not Epstein. Wow. John <laughs> McAfee was found in Barcelona hung. And just like days and weeks before, he was tweeting that he would never kill himself, that he was doing really well in prison, that if he did end up hung, uh, that wasn't him. And so he had been doing a lot of conversations about like government and policies and like just how like, you know, there's elected officials that we vote on or whatever. Not us because fucking niggas, but Mm-hmm. In in general, but then there's also like the CIA and the appointed SEC officials. and appointed officials. That's who those people are, street level bureaucrats. Yeah, them niggas just make regulations that affect all of our lives, and we don't ever really have to like decide on them, get to hear about how they made a decision on. They just happen to us. So he, he did a lot of talking about that, and then he ends up dead. And I just think it's real weird. Who points the head of the SEC? Huh? Who points the head of the SEC? Who polices the head? Who who appoints him? What the fuck is the SEC? SEC won't the Security me. Exchange Exchange Commission. Oh, how do you have you never listened to an Eminem song? <laughs> <laughs> The SEC won't let me be and let me be me. Oh, so the like, FCC. Oh, FCC, SEC. I'm like, what the fuck is the SCC? Where am well, I SEC, been? FCC. Okay, the uh, FCC. Yes, I've heard of that. FCC won't let me be and let me be me. Like, Who's the FCC? I was appointed by the president. I know. So we, you actually do vote on the head of the SEC. Because it's an appointed position, but even no, you then, vote on the president. You vote on the president, and you and you set it up. Somebody's the cabinetier, and you know the types of people that they're more more likely to put inside the cabinetier, their cabinet. Just like the head of the FBI, the head of the CIA, all these things, all appointed by the president. That's kind of the reason why voting for the president matters. But then they last for five years, so longer than whatever president sits. Yeah, because you you know why you stand for five years? Four while the president's there, one during transition. And most and most and most presidents end up staying in for eight years. There's only been one there's not that many one term presidents. Uh it was Weirdo who kept the heat at sixty eight and bunch kept of the heat at sixty eight. <laughs> what? Uh I am so confused. That does sound a, like some American history for shit. You gotta learn the random facts in yeah. class. <laughs> Did you know that Theodore Roosevelt? <laughs> no, it's not Theodore Roosevelt. Who, who kept is it? it? Woodrow Wilson. You know, tell me. I, I swear to God, if it's from anybody remember. 1960, I'm gonna punch you in the leg. <laughs> I don't actually remember him. Oh, okay. But I know it's him and a couple of couple of presidents after assassinations. There you go, Ash. He has his cock in a mask. <laughs> yeah. And that's the the moment that I knew that he was just crazy. <laughs> Why? Because Why? Yeah. What? I just want to know the story behind this picture for real. Before we because that's a further. thing that people started doing to protest wearing masks. Oh, okay. There were people wearing maskinis. Uh, I can't stop staring at his penis. He's just like... <laughs> Mm. It's just weird. 
and all it's that just like private. these people they're they're not actually accountable to us no that's not how this entire system works you're just kind of saying things also he was just quoting other other things and not really saying anything particularly original and he's not he's a software mogul he does the funny thing is it's just like i have 78 gigabytes of information you already know if you know anything in in the age of quantum computing nothing's really secure did you know pretty soon your crypto wallet is not going to be secure yeah so that means there's like an entire race for another encryption algorithm to make sure make sure quantum computing can't crack it it's it's just a wild thing nothing's really secure and he probably didn't and just because you tweet that i would never kill myself or just because you tweet things what how are you tweeting in jail um Niggas get whole cell phones in jail. I don't know. Yeah, that's not the thing. <laughs> I mean, you can have whole check off. You can have whole prison. But he was tweeting continuously. No, niggas be like active on social media in jail. Looking for bitches. I don't understand how, like, I don't, but I've also never been to jail, so I couldn't tell I've you. I've also seen this behavior. <laughs> like, but I do know that it happens. Like, I know there's some computer time, but. No, no, no. These niggas These have like Facebook iPads pages. or something. Like, my dad was talking about it. Like how they would have like these iPads and shit that have like a certain set of like number of like applications that they can do. <laughs> and yeah. like like can like watch movies and shit like that. I mean jail songs a lot more entertaining than it used to be inside of like when they filmed life back in the day. Yeah, yeah. No, it's completely different <laughs> from what I understand. Nobody working on the chain gang anymore? Yeah, yeah, no, from what I understand, you're watching movies and sitting around in a, a box all day. So I don't really know exactly how jail is, but And I imagine Spanish jail is actually meant to reform you. <laughs> I would assume. <laughs> it's just like But he was all over the uh Spanish countries. He was in Guatemala where he had a compound with a harem and a standing uh, militia. And he was in, um, <clears throat> you know, neighborly war with his uh, beachfront owner, uh, American neighbor, who hated his dogs because he just let his dogs run freely. So the neighbor poisoned the dogs. And then he ended up shot. John McAfee ran and went to another Belize, yeah, and then so, they kicked him apparently out. Apparently, he's not really about that life. After he left Belize, um, he was in Miami where he spent a night with a uh, prostitute who he paid $2,000 to cuddle. He later married her a that few months later. This legendary cuddling. Okay. And snuggles. He said, I wasn't worried about fucking. I just wanted uh, to teach me intimacy. Yeah, that's all he wanted. He wanted some <laughs> intimacy. I hate you. But <laughs> which he was already married somewhere else. He'd be out here marrying all these women. He don't care about these laws. No. Nah. He flouts the laws. He He'd said be out that, here killing people. He said that that's all deep um government secret state and that they're controlling all of us. And that them having absolute power corrupts. Absolute power corrupts, absolutely, yada, yada, yada. But my other theory, conspiracy theory, since you don't like this one, Charles, is about the reason that the government is telling us about aliens right now. Oh, did you hear about the aircraft that they really don't know where the fuck came from? It was like, it's like defeating like the sound barrier or some weird shit. Like they, they're like, no, we really don't know what the fuck this is. 
We can't identify it. There's nothing like this that we have. Well, we think that, well, the theory is that they're telling us about aliens and probably going to allow that to be like the main focal point um, in a few years for just basic people. So that way they can, um, I guess, basically galvanize us and all give us one thing to be focused at while it turns into a classes elitist system where the rich have like a way out of this. And we kind of just are focused on us versus uh, the aliens instead of us versus black and white. It'd be us versus them. So just another target for I us to focus that on. One. I can get with that one because they always trying to put us up against some fucking weirdo ass so enemy. It's like the random three car Monty is just like they might be figuring out that the blacks aren't the problem. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, so we're going to we bring aliens. Something else. Yeah, gray people. Yep. So they're going to bring in aliens. They're always trying to put you up against something. If you watch the news, it's just like some opposition against you, against some random stranger. You should always have your guard up because people are just fucking dying every fucking day. You don't want to fucking starve, do you? You don't want to die. That's what the news is trying to think that it's preventing you from doing. <laughs> so I can see that shit. There's just another. They just want you focused on anything else but yourself and how your life. household looking. Oh, I mean, ultimately, they're not. They're not wrong, probably. I mean, even if they're wrong, they're only so wrong. Because mm-hmm. it's just like it's still fairly. We're still dealing with the fairly classist elitist system. Regardless of what situation that we're in. So it's like, if we stay the same as us versus, is the white people versus the minorities, if we change it to that, is all the poor people versus the gray people, and maybe the cops stop killing black people, I guess that might be. But how would you know about any of that stuff if nobody reported it? You wouldn't give a fuck. Because if I don't need the weather, just go outside. Uh, Weather predictions were more for understanding what happens, like preparing weather. It's like knowing whether or not you should take an umbrella. Like, yeah, there's a certain degree. But you don't need to know that every fucking day. But you also didn't need to know that. Some motherfuckers don't like getting rain doing. Some people are allergic (sighs) to Nigga, what did niggas do before then? They was just fine. I never heard in history somebody like, I I wish someone would write this shit down every day. (laughs) Y'all think our country is worried about um, the value of our currency? No, nah, because they keep forcing debt and making all these random ass and I don't well, not random inflation, Wait. but they just keep pumping out money for in comparison to like other currency values, like on a world scale. I mean, ours has been pretty much the linchpin of the entire world for a while. The U.S. dollar is pretty commonly traded on and is pretty important and pretty much is one of those currencies that's pretty much taken no matter where you go, probably except China. I mean, but and North Korea. we're also in China's pocket really, really, really. Or they're in our pocket, either way that you want to say it. But I mean, a lot of money is owed to China. The entire thing about owing money to China, that's... That's where most people think, think the is... world, third world war is actually going to happen because we're going to people are going to start defaulting on our loans to China and the America and China's going to want the American government to forcibly and, and like force people to pay back those loans and there's technically like the internet there's no there is no SEC for the international stage so 
there's nothing that says that if you have if this government if this government took money from China that our government has to enforce them giving that money back to China. True. So it's we're pretty much work and that's where people a lot of people think like this could actually probably start a war at some point. Yeah, you can't just tell them no. So it's just like, well, no. Well, we're about to co- we about to show up over there. Well, we've been investing for a very long time and we need the raw commodities. So y'all start this smoke if y'all really want to. I mean, <laughs> it's just like I don't think that'd be the best decision, but I also think oh, that it's a good decision at all. That's kind of why like our government and banking systems are one pushing like us to work really, really heavily. And two, you're not allowed to like buy cryptocurrency and like trying to regulate that. I think it's a uh, them trying to protect the value of the American dollar. Yes. Uh, but the thing about cryptocurrency is cryptocurrency is pretty much like it's supply and demand one-on-one. If a lot of people want crypto, if people just stop wanting cryptocurrency is not going to be worth anything. Because mm-hmm. nobody wants to buy it at $1,600 and it's not fundamentally worth $1,600. That's the way kind of things work. And the other and with the McAfee thing, when it came to cryptocurrency, the issue wasn't that I believe that he was taking cryptocurrency is that he wasn't paying taxes on the worth of the cryptocurrency. And he was just taking it, converting it, and not doing and not paying anything on it. And the fact that he ran away for tax evasion is still wildly stupid to me. Like, uh, that's I just, why I think it's weird. That yeah, he, I don't think that, that I don't home. think no money. Even Wesley Snipes was like, well, I just got to go through this. Like, yeah, so that's why I don't think it that... It doesn't seem like that's a large enough offense to want to kill yourself. It sounds like, yeah, like, oh, there's going to be some tough times, but that's why I, I don't think that's... Well, it's, like, who, who his more, to... more so his issue is where are they going to extradite him to? Were they extraditing him to America? Or are yeah. they going to extradite him to the place they killed no, him? No, no, America. They're, no, the killing, no one talks about. They don't care about that. They just let that go. That's wild. He got back to Miami and had his prostitute, and there was no talks of charges or anything like that. Because he got kicked out of Belize because he killed somebody in Guatemala. He went, he ran to Belize trying to seek political asylum, got deported back to Miami and where he met his prostitute wife. And no one cared so about him killing anybody. for a couple of boons. And then yeah, left. I mean, but from everything that I've seen from this dude, it's not like he's particularly well adjusted. I just don't understand why it, when, if you're just going to face tax evasion charges... That's just a slap on the wrist for real. Yeah, they're just going to make you... So it just doesn't... evaded some real amounts of taxes. Even if it's not a slap on the wrist and you do some prison time, you're going to go to the Fed. And it's not... You only it's do nothing pr- to kill yourself over. Is yeah, what I'm you saying. never do prison off, off a tax evasion if you can actually afford to pay the money back. Yeah. You're going to pay pretty much 200, 200-300% of what you and probably And I do like him did. that made a whole enterprise on antitrust. I'm pretty sure he's a pretty... I'm going to say, maybe he's a good businessman. Maybe he know how to make that money to pay it back. So oh, he, I, think he stole, I think he sold McAfee. I mean, but he did. to get to that point, it's not like you can't do it again. Oh. You know what I mean? Uh, 
He's like Elon Musk. Yeah, Elon Musk did the PayPal thing and everything. Like I said, if you could do that 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 one time, all you need to do is get it right once and you can keep doing it again. And he had other people build it. Is what more so what I mean. I mean, he made a couple other things. He made a messenger. I don't know what it was called because I obviously didn't look into all of that because I was more interested in. Like, oh, I'm not saying that he's only made one thing, but well, McAfee, I don't know. Like, how McAfee was the thing that really hit for him. Well, yeah, and I, obviously the McAfee is the thing that he's really known for because him and they it have the same name. name off of that pretty soon. <laughs> I mean, you can't nigga McAfee yeah. for life, gang gang. Nah. <laughs> what would you call it? That brand identity is so fucking strong. Yeah. Guy what else who you gonna call it? Himself after marriage. No one even thinks about it. No one even no like, I'm like, gonna think about it every single time I see McAfee. Yeah, but that's, that's, guy who, the story. that's guy who killed himself after mar- marrying a hooker. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Well, let me ask Charles this question. Yeah, why know. do you trust that like so much? Like, why mean? is like the media, like the news that you get face value? I don't necessarily trust the media. I also don't trust the articles that's written. No, it could be anything. I just feel like, I don't know, like, if it just seemed like it's all, like, a whole bunch of black lives. Like, everything <laughs> sometimes don't be done I... with, like, it just seemed like, ah, oh, this is fucking stupid. <laughs> all right. It may be a certain degree of bias because in high school, I actually did do newspaper stuff. Mm-hmm. And I follow people who are, like, credible, like, credible journalists. Like, Wes. Wes won a Pulitzer. Mm-hmm. For pretty much for his cover... Like, do you remember that entire when in Ferguson, Missouri, there was a journalist who got arrested while he was in McDonald's typing up a typing up an article? No. Okay. Well, that was him. Mm-hmm. It's just like I, by knowing a lot of these dudes and like seeing seeing the way that they actually walk and talk, I'm not saying every single news news fixture is actually credible, mm-hmm. but. I also kind of do have a certain belief inside the inside the press that is not necessarily owned by large conglomerates and corporations. Like the Plain Dealer is still fairly independently held. Mm-hmm. Boston Globe fairly independently held. But I don't like trust the New York Post. I don't trust the Washington Post law like that just because of the fact that it's just like I'm we're writing really nice articles about Jeff Bezos. Why? Because Jeff Bezos owns us. <laughs> Okay. Like, there's a certain degree of proof in the pudding. And, like, the unification of the private sector with the, like, the fact that newspapers and things like that became more of a for-profit industry more than a uh, entertainment, or not an entertainment, a information industry, is more so the problem. Because it's just, like, people watch the news for entertainment. They don't watch it for information. Dry news would not actually keep any butts in seats. Yeah, so they wouldn't make money. You'd have to create a system where news was paid in a different way. I mean, that's what quintessentially what happened because the news as a function was saved by the American government. And what basically happened was they got a tax exclusion for, and they, like, I do believe between the hours of eight and nine on every single news station that's still considered to be a news station because. Fox is no longer a news station. They call themselves Fox News because of brand identity, but they say everything that they do is still entertainment. Hmm. Whatever. But CNN sold us up from eight or, from eight to nine. None of their mon- the money that they make during that time is taxed. Zero oh, zilch. Prime nine. time. That's funny. Because 
there was a point in time where they went to the American government and said, we're about to go under, we need to be saved. What would it take? We need you as an organization to tell the American people like what the hell is going on from this time to this time. And as long as you do that, we will help to save your industry. That's wild. Especially because if you think about it, Oh, man. But that's crazy. When it transfers. Where were you about to take that? Because you just. Because I'm in my head, I'm like, oh, well, think about, like, think about, like, even if you just think about what TV is, in order to get you kind of hooked to TV, how do I say that shit? One of the bases of hypnosis and how you can program your subconscious mind is by looking at a flashing light. You could actually program your mind by looking at a candle because it's a light in front of you flickering. If you stare at it long enough and tell yourself things long enough, you could actually program yourself. Same thing with a TV. That's just kind of funny how the primetime work because that's where they kind of gear you up most to watch most of the TV. So that's kind of funny. Like the government like gives you an incentive to have like the most fear-based shit on during that time, so. Well, it wasn't meant to necessarily be fear-based. It was meant to be just pure information. But, but why, but, like, what it, was the information like before, before the government stepped in? Well, we don't uh, know. Well, no, I mean, I don't know. They, I wasn't there. Before they did that, they just didn't have stuff like that. The news mm-hmm. wasn't a regular fixture until the American government had this happen. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That can't be a coincidence either. I mean, I'm not gonna say that the world was hurt by 60 Minutes existing. Mm-hmm. So I don't necessarily think that's true, but I will also say that when the minute that you said the fact that the fact that we haven't rescinded this like information is just like, you know, these people, these things are no longer small things. They are multi-billion dollar conglomerates. Right. And I just don't think that's It's time for that to get taxed. Yeah. I don't think that's by accident, though. The incentive is I save you, but you also help me. You say what the fuck I want you to say, bitch. <laughs> well, it's not. The government is supposed to be a representation of the people. So it's like, we save you, you help us. They're supposed to, but I don't think that they necessarily are a lot of the time. I well, know their job. That's an indicative issue of things like the Electoral College and things like that. Landmass votes, not people. Mm-hmm. There's other things that people, us, that we, the people, want to change, but. The in order for certain people to stay in office, they want it to stay the same. Y'all think it's a government behind the government? No. Why not? We have enough governmental issues as it is. The I mean, if you want to say a government behind the government, like the Koch brothers or something like that. Or yeah. just a different influencers, like the people that we see today is just kind of like face value. This is not what's going on. We actually have more nefarious things. We have other people that's really telling you what to do. Like, senators really, like, all that shit could just be for show what we see. Oh, not necessarily like that. No. I more so look at it like the Koch brothers give a, give you so much money that you're going to do whatever the Koch brothers want you to do. Mm-hmm. I think that all the billionaires kind of run whatever, like, economy they exist in. Quite essentially, I mean, they have the most, they have the most overall inertia. The 1% owns more than the bottom 99%. So it's just like. Yeah, that's why I also think the world's going to become more classic. I think that all the billionaires worldwide are just going to start more and more just operating amongst themselves, even beyond like global well, there aren't barriers. There many billionaires worldwide. That's the thing. They're really only here in Saudi Arabia. 
<laughs> There's some billionaire Chinese. Yeah, well, Chinese, but the thing about things operating in China, 50% of all of China, anything in China is owned by the Chinese government. So if billionaires start acting out of pocket there, they'll just take their shit. Well, I don't think they're going to start acting out of pocket. I don't think that's necessarily what I'm saying. I think that... I think that all governments are, like I said, going to move t- more towards a classist system where it's more about, like, shit, it costs more right now to be outside, just in general. You have to just spend more on gas, food costs more, housing costs more. It's like they said, sit in the house for a year, and then when you got back outside, they increase the cost of everything. Yeah. Yeah, in general. I mean... We sat in the house for a year. No one wants to take the jobs that they used to have because they don't need to. A lot of people, one, they leveled up during the during this entire crisis, and they moved up in life. And now a lot of those low level workers, they moved up inside the echelons because they needed. A lot of these organizations needed other people, and now that they got other people, they are just randomly up. Now they have to pay everybody more because like labor is actually worth something. And when labor is worth something, they they have to pay more. When people have to pay more, they tend to transfer the cost to the people, not to themselves. Because profit margin needs to stay high because our holders need to continue to make money. I mean... If we would stop buying some things, it's just like, oh, our prices will not, well, I'm not buying it anymore. The prices will go back down. Or the or the company will go out of business. Yeah, but that's not how most things are going to operate. Like, Yeah, I understand that's hyper idealized. I mean, because should, you're going to stop buying water? Uh, My water bill did go up. I don't buy water as it is. I mean, People do buy water. Water is a very common, like, you know, purchase. <laughs> this nigga said, I don't buy water. buy <laughs> water, bitch. I know. Everywhere that I work what? at has a, every place that I go to work at has water fountains. Every, and in my house, we just got a Brita fit, pitcher with filters, cheapest mar, margin by the, by a mile. And we keep that shit warm like savages. That's nasty. <laughs> Fucking drinking warm water. What is wrong with y'all? Because you're spo- drinking warm water is supposed to be better than for your body than drinking cold water. How? It the, does, the coldness frees up fat. Oh, uh, no. And just less shock to your body. Less shock to your body. So do all other cold drinks not shock your body? Who said we drink anything else besides water? Gang, gang. <laughs> I'm just saying that if I got so this, mad, so no you niggas out here drinking house, warm water, there is literally <laughs> just warm water. That's fine, but when y'all Tony go is to, looking no, at me like, so passionate. No, so. because when they go out to restaurants, I know y'all not asking them for water oh. with no ice. They're not giving you warm water. I guarantee it. They're not giving me 100% warm water, but they're not giving me freezing cold water. No, they're not giving you freezing cold water. But all I'm saying is, if you it's drink like, other I'm things sitting up here looking that are at you cold, like, like it's not like y'all ask for water with no ice. I mean, but if you're getting something cold to drink, I order most it, of my drinks with no ice. Doesn't it shock your system, regardless? No, that's like saying, does jumping into something that's zero degrees hurt you less than jumping into something that is ninety degrees? There is still a difference. No, no, no. What I'm saying 
is if yes, you, if you get a yes, you are shocked regardless. But there is less of a shock the less of the tip. No, no, no. That I you don't give a fuck about that. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying a fucking ice cold soda and the ice cold water shock you the same. It well. The shock is the same, but the soda is definitely worse for you. Yeah, but what people keep saying is, oh, you can't drink cold water, but then they go get an ice cold soda. That shit don't make sense. It's not like they're drinking all warm drinks is what my point is. Sure, maybe you're trying to make that choice for yourself, but most people are not just drinking warm soda and a warm glass of milk. No, they're drinking this shit ice fucking cold, but then telling me that, oh, cold water fucking shocks my system. Bitch. <laughs> so all the other cold shit just you're don't do saying nothing. the arbitrary line is pointless for most people. Yes, <laughs> it's just like you're not going out there just getting cooked like things with no ice. Yes, I am. That's not what most people are doing. It's just, it's just like, all right, Charles, we're about to go into a full. That is you. Yes, we're going to go from this is you to most people. Yeah, because most people are not. This is not how people operate. They're like, yes. yeah, I'm gonna not drink most cold people are water. sitting up here like. <laughs> I will get this icy extra cold, bitch. Yeah, but oh no, I only my drink, brain is frozen. I'm gonna keep drinking. Do they only drink warm water? Yeah, but I only drink my water warm. Why are you drawing well, this arbitrary bitch, line? Excuse me, <laughs> because it's don't so you keep mad. the juice in the refrigerator? <laughs> I'm perplexed as fuck. I've never seen this man. This more shit, passionate about right, us today. Like that shit. Tony dislikes arbitrary lines so often, and it just don't make no fucking sense. It's like Tony dislikes arbitrary lines. What the fuck are y'all talking about? Unless you have like a real like. Sorry. Unless you just out here drinking everything. <laughs> Everything warm, like warm ass fucking water. This nigga perked up and everything. It's like shit. balls deep in his phone. Even and all of a sudden, the, oh <laughs> no, because it shocks your system and waters to hydrate you. All right, cool. You're right. So you drink your Pedialyte warm? Hell yeah. Because right, if, right you don't, if you don't, then shut Why the fuck up. Because you're still not doing it This for nigga everything. about to choke somebody. I'm right. going away I from feel like Tony I don't want to be in the basement with you no more. I, oh my fucking God. irritating. Oh, the that energy this dumb. nigga just put out in room. You need to sage yourself. I keep yeah. my juice at 55 degrees Fahrenheit. I just made myself <laughs> sweaty. I'm hot. <laughs> I'm frustrated. That shit got to be He got the meat sweats. We can go to Ash's topic. I ain't got nothing else to say. I'm bad. <laughs> I'm out here. So you good? Do you need a stand or anything? <laughs> All right. What you I got, Ash? What you got, Ash? Uh, we talking about that video. We talking about that video we from your proud about, African. We don't talk about, about Dr. Umar. Don't talk about... <laughs> That is one of my teachers right there, so I can't let that pass. No. Uh, you can't let that slide? No. Don't you talk about my teacher like that. Yes, that your teacher? That is that's one of them, yes. So you all let me talk about Miss, like, I don't know, Miss Jones from, like, fifth grade? Oh, she yeah. don't call that fuck bitch. Fuck that bitch. <laughs> the fuck? Put me in the fucking corner, bitch. I'll fucking kill you and your family. <laughs> Someone got influenced by Tony. Hell yeah, I did. I always already thinking this way. Tony just be, he say his shit out loud. I just don't say my crazy shit oh, out loud. If Tony ever got put in the corner, he'd probably just be able to entertain himself inside the corner. It's just Man, like, what's you think my ADHD brain is gonna stop because I'm in the corner? What's bitch, a... you just gave me a whole blank canvas. As I start hanging with them class clowns. I used to get told it. that, no, you have to stand still in the corner. Hmm. Bitch. That's not what you said in the beginning. You just told me to go steady. <laughs> I was doing all kinds of other to, shit. You don't get corner. to rat of the punishment. Yeah, you need to stand still. 
Well, you just said stand in the corner. I stood in the corner, and then I was playing with my hands, dancing around. I was, I was having a great time in this corner by myself, and now you're mad. <laughs> I don't understand. It's like, like motherfucker, are you over here doing that? Are you, are you like enjoying your solitude? You yeah, bitch. Yeah, I have a great time by myself. Great time. Like, yes. When, when the first about, time? I'm thinking about songs that don't even exist. This friend gives songs bangs. Yeah. I'm gang signs. I hate child. It. And this is where I thrive in. Yeah. It's like, oh. you distracted me. Yeah. I was you like, oh. oh, be by myself and have no one bother me. Big bet. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? This is exactly the environment that I wanted to be this in. This is the beginning. my dream. Y'all just keep bringing me here with all these other people. <laughs> Little did you know, I punched that other kid because he wouldn't leave me alone. So you, you force him to leave me alone. If you did this to begin with, he wouldn't have gotten punched. That is very true. <laughs> what do you you do? You you're doing your job out of order, lady. Yep. But I like this corner, and you mad because I like the corner. So let's find a different way to punish me because <laughs> being still in the corner is actually not going to work. So you're just going to keep yelling at me because I literally can't be still. That is, like, you can ask anybody that has ever spent a decent amount of time with me. Unless he's absolutely focused on something. Yeah. Unless I'm zoned in, I'm moving around and doing multiple things at one time. For the minute you crack that focus. Yeah. yeah. I'm watching anime while having th two different conversations. Because that's how life got to go. But how what? do you feel about that video, Charles? Uh, the question is, is wealth given to you or is it earned? I mean, the way that he explained it, for the most part, is pretty much like you hit wealth. Is Wealth for people who don't already have wealth is like hitting the jackpot. Mm-hmm. And then the, for the most part, he pretty much came up and said, I, your ideas are probably worth more because the money that you can always have another idea that makes money. But most people, not everybody can have good ideas. Which was, I guess, the second thing that I took from it. I don't know. I mean, to a certain degree, wealth is given to you because regard, regardless, it's gotten from a somewhat transactional basis. But you have to be giving them something and they have to be giving you something. I guess, and more of what he was speaking of. Yeah, no, I think you had it when he was saying about how oh, my mind just got totally scrambled. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Okay, so <laughs> I didn't take that from him. Oh. Uh, what I got was more that you have to be, you have to have the audacity to go for wealth. Wealth isn't something that... Uh, it's just wealth isn't earned. Like you're not gonna work yourself into wealth. Like you're not gonna. It go will take to quite a, a few generations of work. Yeah, like yeah, you're not gonna work investment. at a job and keep just getting your four hundred one k and going there every day and getting a little vacation and save what you can save and build your way into like wealth. That is not, um the most effective way. Sure, it is a safe and cautious way and eventually, generationally, be you'll be secure and you, your family might get there eventually. But in terms of like actually going for wealth, that's why I use the term, uh, the, the analogy with the uh, men that bought the lottery ticket and how they took um, some of them back and we're like, ah, we can't afford these. Um, you didn't have the audacity to believe in yourself. And so I guess that's what it was for me. It's like, if you have the audacity to claim this and then also go through and take it, 
then wealth will wealth will be on the other side of that. But mm-hmm. you don't have any audacity to like even ask for it to be given to you. Like, hey, say that's mine. And but like mean it. And most niggas say, no, nah, I want that. But then go work that nine to five. Yeah. They don't really mean that they want that. They don't really know what the fuck they asking for. Like now I see what I'm asking for in all aspects of my life. Now that I redefine what the term wealth means to me, now I see like you can't have it both ways. You can't like they said, like you want to win millions, but you're not willing to pull up the two hundred dollars right now. I don't think a lot of people know what the mm. fuck they're asking for. And even when he used that term for with Oprah asking about her wealth, she was willing to sacrifice clearly whatever the fuck she had to do to become the status that she is. But I also have an issue with if you tell a poor person that, that it's not like if you ask for it, how would y'all think telling somebody like that didn't make enough that made, I don't know, $16,000 a year, just ask for wealth. <laughs> how do you think someone's supposed to feel about that? That is, it's kind of the reason why I don't like those one sentence punchlines from self help books. Mm-hmm. They're ultimately useless without the rest of the context. Nigga, stop making noise. What is wrong with you? See, his it's 80s. not being picked up, but his ADHD brain. I, I definitely was like, well, they're talking. I'm going to throw these. <laughs> I uh, agree with what you're saying, um, but disagree. But continue. <laughs> oh, I was just saying, like, I don't necessarily like the one word things from like any kind of self help anything. I think it, I don't think they're terribly useful because it, I think it took the entire context of the video in order to afford what he means. It was only like a six minute video, mm-hmm. so it's just like I feel like you should probably just have the time to sit down and read it. It's just like wealth, wealth will be given to you. No, yeah, that's why I don't like books like what is that? Think, think and grow rich. Think and grow rich, yeah. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of that book only because I think a lot of people can get fooled into trying to act like a millionaire, but they not missing the basis of, like you're saying, like having those ideas, those unique ideas that are very unique to you and you giving that back to the world instead of just following what you think would make you rich or following that career that make you rich or like with me in the whole owning a laundromat and real estate thing. The reason why I gave up on that is first off, I saw a video of real life, what it's like to run those things about people like breaking into your laundromat, trying to steal them fucking quarters about how he got his house. He owned a lot of houses, but the people that left there just leaving, leaving the shit in fucking ruins with roaches. And he left was like $2,000 water bill. I'm like, Oh, things that I don't give a fuck about anymore. Those two things. But then I realized what it was. I was just scared to just go off my own talents and my own, my own ideas and taking a risk on myself. I just bought into the idea that these things have been work and the people that try to get you like the rich dad, poor dad, if that shit really worked for everybody, everybody would be fucking rich that picked up that book. Everybody can't be rich. I disagree. No? Yeah. Um. I think that a lot of the reason that self-help books start off the way that they do and have those one-liners or mm-hmm. have, I guess... Quotable. Not even that. Just a certain level of, like, missing context, as you would call it. To get you to buy them. I know what it is. Well, no, even when you're reading them. I would say, because I don't... If your mind isn't ready to make a change, if you're not in the real position to want to change, 
then regardless of what you read, learn, or someone tells you, you're going to be the exact same person. Ashley go tell her parents all the stuff that she knows about life and spirituality and how to operate more effectively and how to operate in a better way that could probably produce a lot more happiness for them. But if they're not ready to receive that information, it don't matter what the fuck she's saying. Mm-hmm. That's the same for people with books. But the only difference is people like to feel good about themselves. So the act of buying the book and listening to it and then saying the quotables makes them feel good. Yeah. They don't need to take anything else away from it. They've achieved what they were looking for because they're still operating on the plateau of everything needs to engage my emotional center of feeling me feeling good about this. Mm -hmm. Because this book isn't about feeling good. It's about going through um, some hard shit, recognizing, hey, some of my shit is fucked up. Hey, I have to choose what things I want to keep in my life and then also recognize that keeping these things in my life is going to make me sometimes go through pain. Sometimes I'm going to sacrifice for these things. But that's not what most people want to go through. So, no, they buy the books, but they're still operating on a level of I just want to enjoy pleasure and happiness. So if that's all you're looking to get out of it, then, yeah, all you're going to get is the quotables because those sound good. And so, yeah, for you, when you run across people that aren't really nuanced and like themselves, all they're going to give you is a quotable. They're not going to live it. They're not going to actually like internalize. All right, well, what does this really mean? Sacrifice. If I look at it for myself. All right. Hey, if that woman cheated on me, I'm mad about that. All right, cool. You mad about that. What level of accountability do you place on yourself inside of that situation? If it's none, that's fine. But then you also probably have a level of growing to do. Because sure, she did something that hurt you. But there's probably a level of accountability that you have. Either you picked the wrong partner, you found traits that you overlooked. But there is a level of accountability because you placed yourself in the situation. There was something that you possibly missed unless you randomly just started cheating at the drop of a dime where there was probably something... There was probably something personality-wise then that you fundamentally missed. Yeah, it ignored. Like and that is like, uh, it's like, like unless I'll, she like just go crazy and just lose her mind, and then a, she had never cheated was the most like she had an actual psychological break. It is just like, yeah. well, what am I supposed to do about that? Yeah, then that's just obviously an outlier. But for the most part, you've put yourself in a situation, so there isn't a level of accountability. But people don't like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially yeah. when it's something that negative happens to them. I don't have any fault. This happened to me. How do I have any accountability to th- for things that happened to me? Because you put yourself in that situation, but no one takes any of that perspective. So oh. I think that's how it's I kind mean, of like similar to this is where to, people who want to actually get what he's trying to present to them, you'll be able to garner. That's why, like, in the first minute and a half, I was like, oh, I understand it. I got it. I agree. Mm-hmm. And sure, we listened to the rest of it, but I already knew. All right, this is where he's going, and you need the audacity to want these things. Do you? Wealth can be however you define it. For Ash, wealth is her child being well developed and well rounded, her being financially secure, and not necessarily talk about like millions, but just able to like mm-hmm. experience life in the way that she wants to experience it. And she's doing the things that needed because that requires sacrifice of her actually being a parent to her child more than like allowing a school system to be a parent. 
spending more of the time to actually engage her child and things like that. Like you want wealth in a certain way and you actually are taking steps to go towards that. But most people don't. Oh. They say, I want to be rich, but they don't want to move towards it. I mean, quintessentially, it just comes down to the comes down to the good old sports idiom. Are you willing to call your own number? Just like, am I willing to go out there and do this? Because yeah, but you know, that's the, that. that's even another part, though, about how another thing that I wish he would alluded to is having that blind faith to even you don't know what the fuck is on your path for real. And that's what I think scares people the most. You don't know what the fuck you about to go through. You truly don't know. And following those ideas, you don't know. Like last week, I know that Charles didn't agree with me. And I said, you should follow your heart in most situations. But ain't that what we doing here? Like, it's no logical way that we can say next month, if we do X, Y, and Z, we're going to get A, B, and C. So you have to have some sort of blind faith in each other and in the things that we're doing in our creative pursuits to say, well, fit, fuck it. I don't know what's on the other side of this one, but I'm going to still go. That's why I say emotionality would lead you to like, or for instance, like if me and Tony ain't agreeing on something, I'm still here after two years and I had a lot of reasons to bolt, but clearly there's something else that's driving me rather than just being here with him. So that's why I'm saying logic, logically, yeah, I should fucking leave, but I'm not doing that because there's something that's that keeps you around is bigger than what me and him may disagree on or things that didn't work. And I'm sure there's times where you've been like, nigga, I'm not fucking coming up there. I don't even like concentrated reconstruction or whatever the fuck may be. But there's something in you that's saying like, well, I'm going to keep going, not because of how I emotionally feel in this moment, but because something else is driving me to just either see this through to the end until I'm just be like, well, fuck it. I really can't do this anymore. I think that's because we all operate in a level where, being at a state of pleasure or everything needed to be a pleasurable situation isn't what we're always looking for. Mm-hmm. Oh, the, I'm, I completely and totally understand that what we're doing or what in order for us to be successful overall, there's going to be some degree of sacrifice and there's going to be some degree of hardship or things aren't going to necessarily be easy. And it's not always going to be making money. But my thing about that is I'm willing to go through the sacrifice part, but I am good. I am a very, very dead serious person about this. Mm-hmm. Like if anybody who has worked with us at any point in time and they decided to quit before th- things got easy and they try and pop back in when things got things get easy, I am a hundred percent ubiquitous. Hell right, fucking like, no. You didn't fucking lost faith. You didn't see. I'm not even in it for the face. You just weren't re- willing to sacrifice and put, like sacrifice your own time. But I'm just, saying it got to be something bigger than just the A, B's and C's, you know what I'm saying, of why you're doing this. And it can't always be like, well, this is a logical point of view. It's just not. What other evidence do you have that this is really going to work out for you? You don't. So, like, you got to be able to take this risk to say, oh, well, I'm going to put something else in priority. I'm just going to do what for real is driving me. Just, like, sharing these ideas with y'all. Just the premise of this show, what Tony was trying to do, was just like, well, damn, that's something I can rock with. Oh, maybe but even I'm, what we're doing as a whole is just something like, well, <laughs> maybe I'm, I'm going to keep going. <laughs> maybe I'm condescending enough or like fold myself just enough to say, I believe that we can create a good enough product to the point where we can actually put this out here and people will enjoy whatever we, whatever we want to consume. Yeah. But how you get in there is totally up to the circumstances. That's yeah. There's a little bit of luck in there. Little bit of luck, but I think there's a lot of preparation and making sure aligning things up. So it means when you're 
lining things up, so that means when your shot is finally shows up, you mm-hmm. got to be able to, you know, take that shot. Yeah, you, you never know when that's coming, which True. is pretty, you know, it's a pretty logical thing. You don't know how that's coming. So now you got to let go of your control of how that's going to be. That's what I'm saying. Like when I say do something from the heart, I'm saying those are the moments where things is getting tough and when you don't feel like it. What's going to keep you going from there? That's why I'd be so like. Dedication. Yeah, that's why I'd be so kind of hard on black folks and talking about we need a leader. I don't know where you taking me, sir. I don't trust that your motivations is for the community at large. It seems like it's a selfish plight. That's would be the most thing. I'd be like, well, sure, we can have a group thing. But the leader of it is uh, <laughs> he seems a little iffy. I don't I don't know if this is coming from the heart from him. I don't know if he has my best interest at heart. That go for men in relationships. I don't think that you have my best not even having my best interest is hard it's just that you doing this for selfish reasons for lustful desires not just fucking but you want to dominate you want to control you manipulate whatever your goal is it don't seem like it's from a place where if you didn't have if you didn't have this material whatever the fuck to stroke your ego you wouldn't stay with it for the long run Mm. and that's why i don't think people understand like i didn't understand the things that i was asking for the level of sacrifice like even with relationships, I can't have casual flings and then want to be with somebody that really cares and all this other shit. You can't have it both ways. You dividing yourself up in so many things. You can't, you can't even see the nigga coming if he wasn't ready. Cause you just don't want to give up this one tiny thing, this one tiny thing to in order to get the greater. Like <laughs> you got a tiny thing. This I'm sorry. One, no dude. fucking. <laughs> Let's be literal. I'm talking about fucking. You can't stop that <laughs> for a second to just get this bigger thing that you're trying to get. You just put that down for five seconds. I swear. That's something I had to learn. It's like you can't have it both ways. It's like come pick, bitch. Like you can't. And the same thing with wealth. Like I don't believe in. Like my goal is to work part time and to have a full time income. I know that's gonna be having a, a, a level of me building up to that point. But that's just what I'm willing to do for now. Like I said, I do think that wealth is inherently. It's not nothing that you have to. I don't know the work that you put in. You feel like you earned it though. Like, is that inevitable to escape from? Because the work that you feel in feel like work. Yeah, but it's a lot of just pre-lining up for someone to kind of walk up and give you, like, the final thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, even with this, say we do this for God, no, for for another six, seven months, and then someone walks up and is like, hey, I like your show. We're giving, we're willing to give you guys $5 million to be on our, be on our stuff for, like, a year. Mm-hmm. It's just like, yeah, we put it in the work, but it's just like the five million. I don't think the five million dollars validates the work. The work validates itself. But they just kind of walked up and gave us five million dollars to keep doing what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And I think the level of work kind of presents itself. The consistency, the want to, the sacrifice, the willing to come through, and not necessarily always like. We, to always try and put forth the best product, even though you're not necessarily feeling the best. So, yeah. Um, I don't, I don't, I guess I disagree. 
I don't think that sometimes moving the best financially isn't moving towards your personal sense of wealth. Mm, okay. So I think that you kind of have to decide which one you want to, or if that isn't inside of your actual like view of wealth, like, Hey, I want to be secure, but some people don't care about money on a, like, I need more than to be a roommate. That's true. It's not, (laughs) yeah, people's motivations just be geared towards, like you said, just having all those things. I want the Chanel bag. I want the Mercedes. And I don't really care about developing this other half of me. Yeah. And I'm saying that's eventually going to catch up with you. You could always shove it to the back. Sure. Go keep on what you do. But also, how do y'all think that affects y'all our viewpoints on rich people? That somehow that maybe that they're inherently not the greatest people. Because I know I had um, a hard time dealing with that, like. I didn't want to sacrifice my authenticity to be wealthy. And that's something that always scared me, really. But I had to be real honest with you. Being rich, I thought being rich came with a level of you had to be, you had to give up a part of yourself to get to those points. Oh, and that's what kind of scared me away from attaining millions. Depends upon how you get rich. Mm-hmm. If you inherit wealth, you can kind of be whoever you want to, kind of like Musk is. Yeah. It's like, I'm just whoever I want to be. Why? Because, bitch, I got all this money from this sapphire mine. What you about to do to me? I was rich before I got here and just made myself richer. Whereas there's people like, uh, oh, since we were talking about it earlier, Kevin Hart. Mm -hmm. The entirety of his growth was completely and totally dependent on him engendering himself to other people and him, him getting other people to like him. So, and the funny thing is, yeah, Kevin Hart has a decent amount of money now. I wouldn't describe Kevin Hart as we can't possibly waste all this money wealthy. Like, so I think rich people are a lot more bothered than wealthy people. Wealthy people don't have to really care. Rich people do. Like, Brad Pitt has to care because it's very possible that he might not. He has to like be. He possibly has to be a lot more disingenuous because he has to worry about getting another movie role. Even though he has this real nice house, real nice everything, so on and so forth, hundreds of millions of dollars in his bank, but part of him being who he is is. I think it's advantageous to be disingenuous. Mm-hmm. Yes, and that's why billionaires are. Lying and telling you care somebody care about somebody, it's easier. But I think that, at some semblance, Ash is correct. You do have to be a shark or a predator in some state if you hope. Elon Musk could have been rich, yes, or wealthy, with just a sapphire mind. He's already wealthy. He could have been wealthy with just that without doing anything else. But no one would have known him. That's not what he wanted. But to reach the level that Elon Musk reached, he couldn't just not also be a predator. He could have chose to just be himself and be wealthy. 
but to do what he did in business, he had to choose to be a predator. Yeah. They, if you ever seen a movie called Current War, so Edison, it was a thing between Edison, Westinghouse, and Tesla. And they all documented what happened between when Edison did the smear campaign against Westinghouse inventions. And that's what kept him going. And at the end of the movie, Westinghouse eventually won the that war or whatever between them who could provide the electricity first. But Edison still was getting like all the recognition and everything because he was just more famous than Westinghouse. And Westinghouse for a long time would not, if, according to the movie, would not play dirty. And Edison was willing to do so. Like he was willing to be like, yeah, this nigga shit kill horses. <laughs> and it took him pretty far until they found out the truth later on. And like I said, Westinghouse just ended up winning that particular battle. But Edison actually got more of the accolades because I didn't even know a motherfucking name Westinghouse existed until I saw that goddamn movie. I'm like, what? Yep. I start Wikipedia and shit. I didn't know, but we all know Edison's name in this bitch, don't we? I, I mean, I, I, I exist in weird circles. But you know so what I, I mean. All of us grew up learning that, that Edison Thomas was Edison the forefront of that, like bringing electricity here. Forefront of Not just you, Charles. Yes, we understand. No, as a kid, you <laughs> probably grew up without peripheral knowledge. The shit that they put in books and shit like that was, oh, Edison. Now, like, you could have gotten this. Tesla came up with DC and Westinghouse was just another. But that's inventor. not what you learned in kindergarten. Yeah, we don't learn I about that. I didn't learn about Edison in kindergarten. I was learning how to spell, bro. Did you learn that in first grade about Westinghouse and the other two? I didn't learn about Edison or any of those things. Yeah, we, I grade. never heard about Tesla until I got out of school. When did you learn about electricity? Uh, electricity. I do believe. Couldn't be. We started dicking around with currents and stuff like that in like seventh, eighth grade. No, no, no. So y'all never just learned about the inventors of America and just different inventions, like who invented like light bulb, where they lie and say it's Edison and shit like that. So you just had I no... I mean, there was, like, more so of a passive thing, but there was never, like... Yeah, that's that... what I mean. Like, no, of course you don't go in fucking in-depth because when you go in-depth, then you got to start yeah, revealing start some of the other shit. Well, no, it's not even... That's, I mean... So in passing, yeah, you learned that it was Edison. In passing, but I've always been a WVIZ or a Z stream buff, so... But that don't matter. We're not talking about you. We're just talking about what was given to general people. WBIZ is public access. <laughs> My nigga. Yeah. <laughs> I understand what you're saying. <laughs> but most niggas was watching cartoons and not looking I understand to why niggas ain't on my level. Informational shit. So I stop telling me about you. Stop <laughs> telling me about you. I told you not to tell me about you no more in this podcast. <laughs> I don't want to hear about you at all. Channel 25 exists everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Not Channel space. 25, but yeah, WBIZ. Niggas ain't watching Channel 25. Five, nigga, after Dragon Tales, guess what I'm doing? I'm not watching that. Yeah, I'm not watching that. The fuck? That's what most people are yeah, doing. Yeah, Charles. So you got to stop talking about what you it's did. Like, <laughs> you see his face? He was like, why doesn't nobody yeah, know about Westinghouse? So, House? like what I said, no one... Y'all out here watching Wishbone? Yeah, yes. like the witch, what's the story of Wishbone? Oh, he didn't told me. Bye. <laughs> so we go outside yeah. and change my school clothes. We watched all the things that were for kids, and as soon as it got informational... <laughs> we left. Yeah. Uh... 
But yeah. that ain't nobody's fault. That's just what kids do, Charles. Sorry, you was just like a learning. Weird kid. Yeah, you was a weirdo. You just wanted but to you, learn that. You already said you were a weirdo. Yeah, but the way uh, he looked like so you fucking idiot. That's also true. Yeah, so just acknowledge <laughs> that just like, I was weird. I uh, watched and learned this weird shit. I learned most about people House. Just knew that Edison was it's the light like, guy. The, for the most part, it's like everyone said Edison made the light bulb. But what if? It was mm-hmm. someone else. Westinghouse came up with this, and and Tesla believes the electricity was incomplete to begin with because it was supposed to be completely and totally self-sufficient. Because Tesla actually finished it, Westinghouse as the person who actually gave it to the public, and Edison is the person who tried to like claim victory on everything. He did. But he claimed victory, but he made none of the money and got none of the actual scientific accolades. He did. No, he didn't. He has no scientific credit for any of the things he did. He got a lot of credit. He got a lot of public credit. Scientific credit is a very different thing. So he made a lot of money. Nah. Edison was a businessman. Edison paid for the inventions and things like this. That's what happened. I I don't, but like Westinghouse is still a thing. Tesla died broke. I mean, yes, Tesla died broke because he was a he wasn't He's to play that overly game. optimistic. And I'm not saying Westinghouse isn't a thing, but so is fucking Ed. They still speak about Edison. If you don't that. do your research like you did, which most people know, it's Edison created electricity. Right. That's where it stops. That stopped, man got struck by lightning. No one he, knows that's that, not Charles. Inventing no electricity. one knows that, Charles. He proved electricity Charles, was a Charles, stop telling us about <laughs> all the facts because what you're doing don't matter. I'm telling you about what other people the know. The facts are all that matter. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of the and this Charles. is my fundamental thing is probably the reason why I I don't know I trust things a lot more because it's like I I guess I seek information. Most people and don't. When I seek information, I typically get the right answers. But most people so don't seek information. Like, they just take what's given to them and they keep moving. Well, that's them like a, fault. But then <laughs> how does this relate to like our real life? Like we just know we got light. We don't really give a fuck about anything else. Like what else would be the need for you to go? You you and like, let me look for more information. You don't like, aim to understand like because no, like, but not everybody we know it. like he didn't invent that you type know, of light we, bulb. Charles, <laughs> Charles, what you're doing is trying to tell two people to actually understand. No, it's just frustrating because it's like Why? we got light, but there are no, different types of light no. bulbs. Charles, Charles just want to outlaw himself other than the norm. It, it don't matter. He just want to separate himself from what normal people know. It's no. okay. Oh. Yeah, all that knowledge, yeah, you got it, but it don't fucking matter because if the populace don't know that, isn't seeking knowledge. The populace believes QAnon. True, but what you know is your reality. It, and unfortunately, we exist in a reality of a lot of people that don't know shit. Because a lot of them control things. And it's okay for people to not know. This like scoffing at people that well, they don't know is weird to me. I don't give a fuck if you believe in QAnon or you religiously like CNN got that facts. They true 100%. I, it doesn't really matter. But at the same time, it, I'm not looking down nah, on either one of those Charles. people. No. Charles, like, nah, nah, See, nah. look, and then like, I get it. Like you just, I mean, I don't know. I, Water. What was that? The no, chemicals aren't making the frogs. Because to prove game. a point, then he just be like, "Well, I'm not one of them." Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just like it does matter. It matters to you. Then why are these motherfuckers quoting this shit to me like it's the gospel? What? Like people are trying to convince me that QAnon and all this stuff is correct. Like they care about it. Mm-hmm. 
then let them be. What if this is one of those situations where I was they talking come about? To me. They come to you and you indulge them, don't you? Yeah, because you want to be right. You want to be right over them. You want to have that little small victory over them and call them idiots so you can feel better. I don't call them idiots. I just don't you know just you might not are. call them idiots, but you damn sure got that condescending tone. Like, here's the facts, bro. Come on I now. Mean, I exist in a condescending tone. Leave me alone. <laughs> but there's still that righteousness of I am right and you are wrong. And here's why I'm going to prove myself right. There's still that level of you feeling like you got to indulge with them. But you don't have to if you feel like it's so beneath you. Even if they find you, you'd be like, no, nah, you need to go find somewhere else to argue with that bullshit about if it was that much bullshit to you. But clearly, you still got something attached to it. Oh, well, one, one, 13, one, two. Yeah, that's why I just checked. So I was like, all right, so y'all are just showing replay. I don't care about that. Oh, Mr. Replay, God. Uh, I just hate. I hate purposeful ignorance. I, I think there's a difference between purposeful ignorance and purposeful ignorance and stupidity I don't think are acceptable states of being just being ignorant is fine just not you don't know what you don't know but if you know if you realize that you don't know something and you have a desire to know about it or but you just or you choose to remain inside of the dark about some, some things like yeah who made the light bulb not the end of the world but that I guess but my thing water is... making the frogs gay or some of the other preposterous things you just that I keep hearing about. But I guess, again, can, those things make people feel good. I am a part of this, and we know something that y'all don't. We yeah. have all this information, and we know the truth about what's going on, and y'all don't. The same could be said that about him in the Western House good thing, though. That could be the same thing. Y'all both in the same boat. Y'all both think y'all got more information over somebody else, and y'all just so feel so righteous about it. Think, but I actually do. See, like, you see this thing? How do <laughs> you and our but, people don't feel the same again, way you do? But my, again, if they look at everything that they have and believe as fact, yeah, how just can like you, tell you them do, not? then they believe the exact, they feel. But I also believe in the scientific method. Charles, but it don't matter. Don't matter what you're telling me about is all of the things that you do. What I'm saying is, from a person's perspective, if they feel like I have all this information, I've done my research, I've read all the conspiracy theories, and done my own independent thinking, and this is what I came up with, and these are all the sources, and I know, and he just don't got the right facts. I got the exactly. facts. That information don't make sense. But Charles, what I'm saying is they're going to f- have that same feeling that you have. It don't matter that you devalue the stuff that they're standing on. If it's a pillar of sand, that doesn't matter because all they're going to do is build a new sand castle once you knock that one over. So that don't matter. What matters is their feeling is the same. Oh, uh, when the tide comes in, they're going to get swept out. You no, see but, the air that's going to happen That's not true. Because they built this, they, they out here. How do you know true. your scientific standard won't just be wiped away one day? How do you know that? I don't that? mind if it does, if you actually, if there's a science, if there's a level of scientific proof. But what if it, but what if it's one day? Then what's the point of arguing with niggas are looking down on them on their so-called ignorance? What would be the point of arguing with so-called QAnon niggas? Ignorance? <laughs> it's just like. I guess. I don't see, I guess, I feel like Ash, where I don't really see the point of people are going to be ignorant. But at that point... But most people, if you recognize that, hey, I operate with a level of self-awareness that other people don't operate with. 
But at that point, if you no, you it, at that point we were quintessentially giving up on no, our fellow human beings. No, we're not. No, I'm not no, giving up on question. you. <laughs> do you think that's a fa- do you think that's the truth? Do you think that you operate at a level of cognitive awareness and self awareness of yourself higher than most people? Yeah, self awareness. All right. Yes. So then, if you recognize that that is a fact. Then stop discounting that fucking fact when you're thinking about other people and recognize that hey, most of them don't operate like this. And that is a fact. Why is that the one fact that you that don't because like? Because we literally can't. But came you don't like it. With the but, most, you, but that we, don't change it. And we all got got the same. But that don't tools. change it. But that don't change it. That's awesome. Does that change a fact? Does that change? All right. It's like you're right. I have hammers. I got a drill. I got saws. I got a chainsaw. I got wood. I got all the things that I need to go out there and build me a shed. But do I know how to fucking build a shed? No. So yes, we all have the same fucking tools, but if you don't know how to use the bitches, it don't fucking matter. But you were also taught how to use them. How do you know that? Because we all, there's a certain level, there's a certain basic level of education. No, I've dated women that have high school diplomas, but also don't know how to count. They were working and would call me and say, hey, I work this many hours today. I get paid this much. How much am I supposed to get paid at the end of the day? So what you're assuming and what the reality are vastly fucking different, Charles. I'm trying to figure out how these people made it. Or just the arrogance for you thinking that you can save these people from themselves is really the one of the issues I think you facing, you want to save these niggas from what you perceive as something that's bad. You can't save these motherfuckers. Let them lie where they lie. Who they gave like you it. that job? Who gave you that job to say, you're going to learn today? Who gave you that job, Charles? No one. To me. <laughs> Leave them alone. Walk away. What the fuck you are going with niggas that you just be like, how you scoff at it and then be like, well, I'm going to teach you something. When people come, all right, even that, when people come to you, don't judge them by their coming to you. Judge them off of their actions. Because what they're going to do is give you lip service and they're going to say all the right things in that moment that's going to sound like they're going to move in the direction. But judge, all right, the actions previous to this, they have showed no level of levity, depth in understanding a situation, the ability to remove their emotional reaction while handling a situation. And then they ask you for a solution. But they've displayed none of those characteristics, and you just think all of a sudden they're just going to start doing it now? I'm going to get a solution, but I'm not going to be emotionally invested on whether or not they execute it. Yeah, but you're going to think that you would want them to execute it if they came to you. Ideally. You would assume, hey, if you're coming to me for a solution, you're going to execute on it. You believe that I can give you an executable solution, so I'm going to give it to you, but... But then when they don't, because all they wanted really was lip service to be to feel good, and what you told them to do kind of feels good, but it ultimately is going to lead to some sacrifice and things like that that ain't going to feel good. It just felt good to talk about it with you and talk about, yeah, I'm going to get to that new level and be at this position. At that point, you just wanted to vent, and then just tell me you wanted to vent. That's all niggas that. that be on the internet do is fucking... That's what most people want. and but they Especially don't know in the Facebook that, That's what they want. <laughs> people don't want to acknowledge that they're content or they're comfortable enough that they're unwilling to change their position in life. They always want to talk about, no, I'm going to do this. I'm going to get to this point. I'm going to make these adjustments. I'm going to. Because no one is willing to admit, hey, this is what my life is, and I'm accepting that. 
because sometimes they have a preconceived notion that was supposed to look different and they feel like if they accepted where it's at that they failed but just say it's relative it very much so but for them it feels like a failure because they say hey i want to have all these things lip service but i'm not willing to do all the things to get that it means you don't want all those things exactly but they don't want to admit that they don't want to admit that hey just doing this being a mcdonald's manager making my money coming home taking my trips and doing that i like that i got my husband we make ninety thousand dollars in a combined income for the household we got 2.5 kids and a dog shit is cool but they want to talk about how they want to be a franchise owner and how they want to start their own and start buying houses and do real estate but they don't make any movement towards that because that's not what you really want you're content where you're at but that doesn't feel good to you to say that hey i'm happy here because that feels like sacrificing, giving up on the things that you said that you wanted or the lifestyle that you believe. I mean, that the you first want. kid can be random. The second kid typically isn't. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think you. I, I mean, I guess there are people who like just fuck up chronically when it comes to like, oh, we're together. We had our first kid. Damn, that was a surprise. No more of that. But, huh. I don't know why I'm critiquing this fictitious family. <laughs> this nigga always got the critiques for the fictitious All I know people. is people. It was, more, it was mainly the two and a half kids. It's just like, well, damn, what the fuck does that half kid look like? Is he like cut like at the waist or like vertically? At the waist. I don't want him vertically. That'd be weird. I don't want half a face. <laughs> It's like one arm. I want one a whole. Leg. You know, I want a whole face, whole abdomen. You just ain't got no legs. We're going to put you in the wheelchair. You'll be fine. It's just like, I ain't got no legs. <laughs> That's fucked up. That's but, the reason why I randomly started laughing. It's just like, what the fuck no, is that I just think child that doing? Most people don't operate with one honesty with themselves and saying, hey, where I'm at right now is okay with me. And I don't really want to move in a different way right now. Bruh, and sometimes rather... it's just okay for right now, but. They don't even want to accept it. They want to continue to lie. Hey, no, I, I want to do this. I want to do that. No, you just want to be more comfortable, but you find staying here and then working a job and getting a promotion and that being the way that you reach a new level. But you realistically not going to do anything outside of that to get anything else. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But sometimes saying that doesn't feel good. And again, no one's going to do anything that don't feel good. It might feel good to say, I'm going to be a business owner. I'm going to have several houses. I'm going to be in that Jag doing this. I'm a, It feels nice. Right. It feels hella nice because it Ooh. felt nice to me until I realized, like, I don't want to do none of this shit. I'm also, fucking, come, just having a couple I'm houses done. is not enough to sustain oneself. Even if it ain't, I don't even, like, just think of, they don't think about the maintenance that go in. Like, the when I used to live in my apartment by the lake, the people that own that fucking house... They just looked uh, supremely stressed out a lot. I don't know if they had any other houses. I think they did, but I'm just oh, like, oh, because being a landlord is a very look. stressful existence. But you see, that's how that's like fed up to us. Like that's one of the ways to obtain a certain amount of wealth or for wealth building. Like whatever it could be, it could the be the wealth st- is the houses, not the people in the houses. But it could be <laughs> stocks. It could be cryptocurrency. It could be anything that people are trying to get you to focus on to build what they think is going to give you that semblance. But think about it: your material success, all you really looking for is cheap imitations of what you could give yourself 
everybody out here looking for boats and shit and the baddest bitch in the block. But no one really, what you looking for is it a complete and wholeness on yourself and you trying to place all that search on a salary, on how many houses you got, the baddest bitch or the baddest nigga in your fucking plight. That's all you're trying to do is just cheap imitations for intimacy. And that's one of the hardest things that I had to learn. I was just looking for cheap imitations of intimacy. That's oh. it. I thought money, I thought going and traveling all the time was going to solve it. It's not. <laughs> None of those things are going to solve it. And once I got into being like, I asked the question, how can my talents produce a real income for me, for real, for real? And that's when the magic started happening. That's when I started trusting, well, maybe there's something here. Look at you being good at shopping. Why don't you turn that into a fucking job or any other business idea that I may have going into? As long as I know like, that my intention is going into it, I have to know that the money will come. Or just build another fucking streams of income. Even if this one isn't quite where we want it to be. I know I can trust in myself to build where the fuck I want to be. Mm. Like, I'm going to tell everybody this. You should never be living off the rent that you get from your houses. Mm-hmm. Like 25 to 30% of that should go into savings just in case something happens to those houses. And then you can kind of, you can do other stuff, but you should never depend upon the income stream from house. That's what happened with this entire uh, collapse during the pandemic. There were a bunch of landlords that were completely and totally dependent upon paying their mortgages based off of their rent. And that's never how you want to buy anything. Yeah. And it's not to say that people like that are in real estate didn't really follow a like heart or whatever to go towards their career in real estate or anything like that. But what I also say is like you should go about it within a sustainable way. Not even because you can't sometimes you can't even afford to do that. I, like I said, that leap of faith. Like I was fucked up for three months when I first quit my job. I was absolutely not knowing how the fuck anything was going to work out. But I had a lot of help. Like I had help. Let me not pretend like Ash was just out here living in her own space or anything like that. So I had help. But also, I had to produce my income. I can't really rely on my parents to get me anything else. Like I have somewhere to live. There always there was food there, but also other stuff like how am I going to be able to support all these bills that I have on me. I'm not recommending that to anybody. <laughs> but I will also say that that was just a leap of faith that I was ready to take on myself. And I was ready for that. I don't know if you ever going to be for real truly ready for anybody out there, but you can bet on you if you really got that trust in yourself, at least to know that you fucking resourceful. And you going to find a way, baby. But that's also out of the realm of logic and out of the 25 or 30% my homie was just talking about here. So that is not for the week. I'll just say that one. Not for the week at heart. Ever. You got to make some good goals, Charles. Hmm? Make some good goals. And recognize that you're an outlier. You don't sound like you want to do that. I can make some goals for myself. But well, the goals need to be to understand other people. Let me tell you what your goals need to be. Oh. <laughs> How to uh, recognize that you're an outlier and stop taking. Uh, Why'd you got to pull the carpet off? Bro? Yeah, yeah, I said a whole other lit deal is to go. Programming. Life, workout. No. All I, these things I can do. Yeah, no. What I need you to do is recognize, hey, I have a level of depth to myself that isn't existed in most people. 
I need people to understand the scientific method. <laughs> why is that to end? Why did he tell me? It's just like this nigga man wanted to work on shit. This is this is exactly it's why he got to like, work on shit. This is why Charlie, yeah, we gonna goals. be real we're honest, my very, nigga. We're all you got some work to do before your ideal bitch come. Like you got I some have, work to I do. I am very hard headed inside of certain. You got ways. some work to my do. My belief inside the scientific method, general intelligence. I'm not this fucking my I really and understanding the accreditation and papers and understanding is just like there's certain things that drive me crazy like people quoting uh, scientific papers with no actual trials or anything like that it's just like look at the scientific paper I read the paper he never actually did any testing you know <laughs> I'm done with this episode I'm talking to Charles I'm leaving. There are certain things that I'm, I'm pretty I'm rigid going on. home. Yeah, I just decided <laughs> that Charles did all that, and I just decided home. that I was double with help. <laughs> I, I, I literally I rock give up. eternity inside I, of the grass going give home. up. I give up. Um, <laughs> you got it. Scientific method for all you and your bitches. <laughs> I, I am out. <laughs>